broken like a child my heart obeys We just stand and sing that with all of our heart. sounds so good. Let's sing it again. Well, he says, peace, peace be still. Oh, we love you, Lord. We lift our hands. Peace be And like a child, our hearts obey when he says, Peace be wanted to read Psalms 98 verse 5. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Are you under expectation? Amen. Your heart open and ready to receive the word. Psalms 98 5 it says sing unto the Lord with the harp with the harp and the voice of a psalm. Is that the desire of your heart to sing unto the Lord and worship him and bring his atmosphere? Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Almighty God, Father, it's always a privilege, Lord, to be able to come before your mighty throne with our incense of prayer, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would bless and anoint this service today, dear God. May you give us the strength we need to press this battle, Lord. Help us to prepare ourselves for this rapture, Lord, that we're already in. Oh, we thank you, dear God, for calling our names. We know that we didn't seek you, but you sought us, Lord. Oh, and we thank you for that. From the depths of our heart, we appreciate you. We love you, Lord. Father, we just pray that you'd feel welcome in the service this morning. Oh, Lord, as we sing these songs of praise and worship, Lord, may they be a sweet incense of just a sweet smelling incense, Lord, 
to your nostrils, Father. Lord, may your angels come and rub against each one of us. And may we feel your mighty presence, Father, in this place. Lord, and those that are out on the internet listening, may you do the same for them, Lord. May you touch their hearts, Lord, and help them to be able to just enter into this service, Father. We love you now and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. And the congregation says, Amen. Key of F says, Let's sing this song. Well, Lily of the Valley. Let your sweet aroma fill our life. Oh, eyes, rows of Sharon, show me how to grow in beauty in God's sight. Is that the desire of your heart? Amen. He's the fairest of 10,000, making us a reflection of His light. Oh, yeah, singing, day starts shining down on me, and let your love shine through me in the night. Singing with all your heart to Him now. Lead me, Lord, I'll follow Anywhere you open up the door And let your word speak through me Show me what I have never seen witness cause you can take what is wrong and make it right oh high days start shining down on me and let your love shine through me in the night Lord we see a world that's dying wounded by the master of deceit it's truly groping in the darkness and haunted by the years of past defeat But when we see you standing near us, Lord, shining with compassion in your eyes, oh, days start shining down on me, and let your love shine through me in the night. Lead me, Lord, I follow 
open up the door and let your words speak through me show me what we have never seen before well Lord we want to be your witness Cause you can take what's wrong and make it right When days start shining down on us And let your love shine through us in the night We give the Lord a hand clap of praise Amen God is good, amen. We love the Lord. You feel like you're one of them, Kia Jesus? Did you know that there are people almost everywhere whose what? Their hearts are all aflame. Amen. Let's sing that song. Well, there are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame. Pentecost. Cleansed and made them clean Burning now within my heart Glory to His name Well, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them I'm one of them I'm one of them Aren't you glad for that? I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them I'm one of them I'm one of them well, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Though these people may not learn it be no boast of worldly fame, they've all received their Pentecost, baptized in Jesus' name. Telling now both far and wide, power is yet the same. Well, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Let's clap it now together, come on. Seek this blessing Heart from sin That will start the joy bells ringing Keep that soul aflame Hallelujah 
Well, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Let's clap it again now. Come on, everybody. Don't you love worshiping him? Amen. You know, you can even lift your feet if you want to. It's real easy. All you do is you lift one, then you lift the other one, just like that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Ready? You can be seated. We're going to do this as a congregational. Sing it with us. Come on. I need somebody with a, a voice that can really sing to help me here. So here we go. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am worn through the storm. Take my hand, precious Lord, and lead me on. When my way grows dreary, precious Lord, please linger near. When my life is almost gone hear my cry hear my call hold my hand lest i fall take my hand precious lord and lead me home Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Everybody stand and sing this with us now. Come on. Daily walking close to thee. Well, let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Is that the desire of your heart? Well, I am weak, but thou art strong. Oh, Jesus, keep me from all wrong. 
will I be satisfied as long as I walk? Let me walk close to Thee, and when my feeble life is old, time for me will be no more. But guide me gently, safely, oh, to thy shore. Come shore. All right, let me hear now the congregation. A closer walk with thee. Is that the desire of your heart? Amen. If it's not, he can grant it to you. If you want a closer walk, amen. Oh, that sounds good. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. All right, one more time. Let me hear all your voices now. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Oh, thank you, Lord. Close to thee, well, let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Hey, Amen. You can come on up, sis. We have some specials for you. You can be seated. We got two specials, but Luther, why don't you come on up after the specials, and we'll pray over the tithes and the offering.
crushed this heart of mine and gave me life again. I am just a house of clay ever since that blessed day. There's a light that shines in me so all the world can see. He's in the Welcome all visitors. Pray that God would just bless you and let you know that he loves you and he'll keep you. So uh, if you have a request upon your heart, I'd, I'd like to continue to remember my son. He's still doing great. He's just going to be greater and greater. Amen. Remember your loved ones, your children, your loved ones you want to see saved. Don't doubt. Just hold that token there. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I love you this morning. I thank you for your presence. And Lord, we just pray that you would bless the tithes and offerings. And Lord, we offer up from our hearts burdens for our loved ones, our children, our parents, our brothers and our sisters, Father. As we sang that song, we see how it is getting so dark. People groping in gross darkness, Father. But we thank you for the light that you brought to us, Father. As I was a brother brought in the Sunday school, Father, the glory of pursuing the joy, the holiness, your will, your righteousness, Father. Manifest yourself through us this day, Father. Bless the tithes and offerings. Bless the cheerful giver. Bless those streaming. We thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.
as I kneel in the darkness in the middle of the night I'm praying for assurance everything's gonna be alright Lord I see another battle it's out in front of me and I'm afraid I won't be able and I'll go down in defeat and he said do you remember where I brought you from just take a look behind you and see how far you've come and when every time you ask me didn't I deliver you so why would you be thinking that I wouldn't see you through didn't I walk on the water and I calm the raging seas I spoke to the wind and it hushed and I gave you peace didn't I run to your rescue didn't I hear you when you called I walked right beside you just so you wouldn't fall didn't I leave fall of heaven just to die for your sin I searched until I found you and I do it all again now she's talking to her father in a house that was once a home she said my bills are coming due lord and six days is not that long she hears a voice so soft and low it says i've moved like that before and i'll do this little thing child and i'll give you so much more didn't i calm the raging seas I spoke to the wind and it hushed and I gave you peace didn't I run to your rescue didn't I hear you when you called I walked right beside you just so you wouldn't fall didn't I leave all of heaven just to die for your sin I searched until I found you and I do it all again didn't I walk on the water and I calm the raging seas I spoke to the wind and it hushed and I gave you peace didn't I run to your rescue didn't I hear you when you called? I walked right beside you just so you wouldn't fall. Didn't I leave all of heaven just to die for your sin? I searched until I found you and I do it all again. Brother Aaron, you said somebody else had a special, right? Who was that?
Johnsons, come on up. I think we can fit it in. I came to this church. I, I came here on a whim, just <laughs> hour and thirty minutes away from me, and I I was seeking something, searching for something, and I couldn't find it in Savannah. That's where I'm from, and I reached out to some people, and they recommended this church, and I've loved it ever since. Brother Luther's wife was the first person I met, and she immediately took me to Brother Luther, told me to sit down, and Amen. song service was incredible that day. It always is. I, I love it here, y'all. I love it here. Thank you.
Praise the Lord. Are you ready for the word? Amen. Amen. Draw me close to you. And never let me go. I lay it all down hear you say that I'm your friend is this your desire and you are my desire no thank you Lord no one else will do stand with me now and sing this with all your heart because nothing else could take your place to feel the warmth of your embrace and help me find the way and bring me back to you sing it with all your heart thank you lord and you're all i bless you. Greet you in the name of the Lord. Happy to have you all here on a beautiful day. <laughs> I always remind people the sun is still up there. Don't forget. Amen. But uh, we're going to believe for the, the rain of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As much as we have the rain outdoors, it's kind of a catch thing for us because we have visitors and we're happy to have them here today. But um, so in one sense to our visitors, it's kind of we say, man, we got visitors and it's raining. That's almost never true here, especially on sun Sundays. It's always sunny. But then the good part is we have someone to blame it on. <laughs> Amen. So I apologize to our visiting families, but you definitely will get blamed. Amen. <laughs> Doesn't mean we don't want you to come back. We do. Amen. Praise the Lord. I enjoyed all of that wonderful singing today in that worship. 
such a wonderful spirit. As soon as Brother Brad started up with that opening song, I had my speaker on in the back, and wow, I just had to push back from my notes and raise up my hands, oh my, and just begin to give glory to God as I felt his sweet spirit dipping down into the office. We're going to invite you to the fifth book in the Old Testament, to the book of Deuteronomy. Amen. This fifth book is uh, referred to as the five books, the Pentateuch, and written by Moses. Interestingly enough, uh, there's a number of scholars who who really claim that it's more goes along with Joshua and on into the pilgrimage and the conquest of Canaan. Uh, But traditionally, it's it's connected all the way back to Genesis. And I, I think the reason for that is, is because it's such a transitional book. Because it's, that's the time where God has literally brought to pass uh, what he promised Abraham. Uh, how that he would have a family and that you would see a nation coming out of a nation. Just like a bride is called out of a church. And, uh, and then they had a prophet on the scene. They had a pillar of fire, but then the prophet left the scene. But Joshua carried over, and that all takes place. That's all described in what we're going to read here. Amen. And so I'm looking forward to uh, today's lesson. It's uh, For me, it'll be the opportunity to start a new series, and I always look forward to that. So I want to begin today to take a thought, the time of the unsealing. The time of the unsealing. Amen. Let's read from Deuteronomy chapter 31. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. This is God had visited him uh, in chapter 30. And now Moses is bringing this message to the church. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. And the Lord shall do unto them as he did unto Sion and to all kings of the Amorites and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face and you may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. Now, if he keeps saying, fear not, and be not dismayed, it, it's pretty clear that there's going to be some things to try to make him afraid. Right. 
And there's going to be things that happen that could make him be dismayed. Like, wow, I thought God said this, but I see this. Amen. Now, this is so relevant to the day and hour that we live in because you're living right here. Amen. Now, watch. Let's, let's keep going. Verse 9. And Moses wrote this law and delivered it unto the priests, the sons of Levi, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and unto all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, this is an important verse, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the Feast of Tabernacles. Now that is, boy, there is so much in that 10th verse. The, the Feast of Tabernacles is the very time that Nehemiah was sent back, amen, to establish the wall. And Zerubbabel had went with Joshua, the high priest, then followed that by Ezra. It was all about Israel being restored as a nation after seven years of captivity. And Nehemiah goes right back at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, friends, now you're coming up on rapture. Now you're coming up on body change. Now you're coming up on a millennium. All right? So watch, don't, don't miss how this is all coming together. We won't get to it all today. So don't worry, we're not going to blow too many fuses. All right, verse 10, uh, verse 11. When all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. And you're going to find that happening in the book of Nehemiah, the eighth chapter. Gather the people together. It happened before that, but I'm talking about after the, after the restoration. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this law. And that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land whither you go over Jordan to possess it. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, thy days approach that thou must die. Now, this is very important. Watch this detail. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tabernacle of the congregation that I may give him a charge. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tabernacle of the congregation. And the Lord appeared. Look who showed up. <clears throat> And the Lord appeared in the tabernacle in a pillar of a cloud, and the pillar of the cloud stood over the door of the tabernacle. My, my, my. And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and this people will rise up and go a whoring after the gods of strangers of the land, whither they go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them. We, Israel was literally eventually carried away into captivity. And I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils which they have wrought, in that they turned unto other gods. Now, therefore, write ye this song for you and teach it 
to the children of Israel, put it in their mouths, that, they, that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swear to their fathers, that floweth with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat, then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness for it. It shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. For I know their imagination which they go about even now before I have brought them into the land which I swear. Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it the children of Israel. Can you imagine me coming out here this morning to say, I'm going to teach you all a new song. And the song goes something like this. You're all a bunch of sinners, and you're going to reject God, and he's going to wipe you out. Everybody ready? All together now. Verse 23. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said, Be strong and of a good courage. For thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. And it came to pass, when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the sight of the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee. For I know thy rebellion and thy stiff neck. Behold, I, while I am yet alive with you this day, ye have been rebellious against the Lord. And how much more after my death? Gather me, <clears throat> gather unto me all the elders of your tribes and your officers that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to record against them. For I know that after my death, you will utterly corrupt yourselves and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you. And evil will befall you in the latter days because you will do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger through the work of your hands. And Moses spake in the ears of all the congregation of Israel the words of this song until they were ended. Wow, what a reading. Let's pray. Father, we commit ourselves into your hands now completely. I pray, Lord, that you take the speaker and the hearer. Lord, let there be an anointing for your word that we may hear and receive and understand. Lord, we, we read these ominous verses as Paul taught us as for our examples so that we don't follow this, so that we don't have these words be true about us. They're written for our admonition so that we know how to avoid, Lord, being displeasing to you. And we know how to be pleasing to you so that all the promises of God may come to pass to us as you have spoken for this hour and this bride in this day, at this moment, in this junction of time. Lord, I pray that you'll be our helper today. We commit it to you. I know I have the mind of Christ today. I know I do. I can feel the anointing trying to surge forward. Help me now, Lord. I commit it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated.
there's so much here and I, I don't want to, I am going to take some time and lay this foundation, um, but I, I just want to kind of make some opening comments. All right, so as we said that this book of Deuteronomy is a transition book, and you know, it, it, it begins to uh, kind of summarize everything to prove that God's word has been true. I love that God does that. You know, he had made a lot of promises in the book of Genesis. He had laid a lot of types and a lot of allegories and a lot of shadow in the book of Genesis. And that's why we find that there's nothing uh, in the gospel that can't be taken back to the book of Genesis. In fact, I would say that if you can't figure out how to connect that, then your understanding of the gospel is going to be hindered because it is in it is in there from the very first from the very first chapter how that god would come along and talk about redemption even before there was anybody who even understood there would be a fall and we find that you can go to the very first chapter and if you go i think to verse 27 and 28 just off the top of my head you'll find where god is saying to them you know be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and brother branham goes into in the spoken word is original seed series i believe that's where it's at if memory serves and he starts talking about how that you know that as soon as as soon as god you know starts talking about you know multiply and replenish the earth. Brother Branham said, of course, there's no way to multiply unless there's death. So the seed has to die and then it multiplies. So you can see reading between the lines, connecting the dots that in Genesis 1, 27 and 28, before the fall, before Adam even understands a redeemer or a healer or a savior, a protector, before any of that is even uh, unfolded, God is already laying inside the scripture redemption. Amen. That there's no way that there's ever going to be a replenishing. There's not going to be a redemption. There's not going to be a replenishing unless there's a multiplying. And there's not going to be a multiplying unless something dies. So when, when we begin to look that all of these various promises, and we could spend our whole morning just in Genesis in the allegorical types and shadows showing what we have today. You see all of the seven seals there, including now we see the seventh seal. We didn't before. We never could see it. We couldn't see any of them. Uh, but, uh, but once they became open, then we could tie it back because remember, everything has to dovetail from Genesis to Revelation. Or you'll have... Your cow, your picture will be a cow standing in the top of a tree eating grass. I like Tim Pruitt says, drinking a Coca-Cola. <laughs> so your picture will be all goofed up if you don't have it all dovetailed all together. We have uh, uh, Brother Lee Frazier here with us. Brother Jack, we're going to baptize him today. Brother Jack's been playing evangelist out on the field, like, like in Pilgrim's Progress. My, just when Pilgrim needed him, here come evangelist. Oh, my. And so uh, began to witness to him. And like Aquila and Priscilla took him, took him and opened the word and began to expound to him like they did to Apollos, began to expound to him more perfectly. 
And so the brother has already begun to see the, the, the fundamentals of the early church that they were all baptized in the name of the Lord. No one was ever baptized in those titles. So he's here today to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said to me in the office back there, he said, today is day one. He said, now I want to know more and I want to go forward. I want to know more. Oh, brother, there's a lot more to understand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And how that, you know, he, he had a background uh, in the Christian church. And, you know, great, great family members and sincere ministers. Not their fault. It's just that this was the time and this was the season and God revealed himself. And so we realize that that's how God has done it all down through the ages. Friends. There's not one of us can get in on our own merits. If it's not for the mercy of God Amen. revealing himself to us, Amen. not just somewhere back in the, where he finally revealed himself to me. No, every day, yeah. every day as I go forward, I need a fresh revelation. Amen. I need a fresh unfolding because I got to know how to live in this day in order to take a body change. Amen. And it's going to require, we speak a lot about the third pull and there's a lot that'll seem uh, strange to you today. Uh, Brother Lee, so just bear bear with us. You don't have to learn it all in one day. But but we find that, you know, there, there's great promises to us under the third pull and under the spoken word. And I have just, you know, had my whole mind almost open to a whole new level of, of um, understanding is the wrong word, of, of, of where, you know how something you can, you can look at for a long time and, and you understand it and you know it, but then you read it or you hear it and something occurs to you within it. You go, wow, I ne that never occurred to me before. And so that, that's just been amazing to me as we started Wednesday night. And I, I, it was such a blessing to me taking that, that experience that Brother Branham had there. You know, with the, with the bear and the caribou. And I hope, hope, hope that was a blessing to you. I believe it was. And, and just begin to correlate that to say, here's how it can affect our lives. And, and I, I found myself of no intention, but I found myself where, where Brother Branham is back in, in another experience. And he's in the woods with squirrels. And, and, and it, 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 it caught me in a way that I had never occurred to me before. You know, that when he began to speak those things, sometimes he would speak it and there it was. And it was easy. And then he goes on in the story and by the time he gets to the second squirrel, there's already a confusion. And he shoots one. He goes, there's my, there's my third one. And he goes along and that ends up, that's the second one. And then that must have been a fourth one. When, where's the third one? And, and he's, he's in the woods and it's getting dark and he doesn't even understand. And he, he's trying to reason it out in his mind. Oh, well, it must have been that. Uh, I got three because that's what I said. And then he told me to call it. And then I did. I was going to go home. He told me to go back. You said you needed three. Okay, well, two's enough. No, you said three. You've already said it. You've already spoken creative words. That can't be reversed. God already spoke a creative word about you. And that can't be reversed. Hallelujah. You should thank God for that. He's already seen me. He's already identified me. I'm already in a book and that can't be reversed. Not by the devil, not by your neighbor, not by me, not by you. Amen. There's a section there in that Lamb's book of life of names that can under no circumstances be deleted. 
And so, we, you know, he, he's just in this terrible quandary, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. I may come back to that before I run out of time today, and I won't uh, weary you. Don't worry, because I already know we can't get it all. But when we, when we come to this book of Deuteronomy, this transitional book, this is the time where, you know, so much is going to happen, and they're going to summarize, and Moses is going to go back and remind them of what happened in Exodus. And the Exodus was because of Genesis. Because it was in Genesis, God said to Abraham, your seed will sojourn in a land for four generations, 400 years. And, you know, anybody who's going to, you know, uh, fall apart over things we don't understand and things that might look like in the human mind that, you know, I mean, if I look at what, what Moses writes, that they're going to be there for 400 years. And then Abraham is a witness to that. And then according to Moses, it came from God Amen. to Abraham. And, and Moses caught it by vision and wrote it down. And then hundreds of years later, Paul records, uh, well, it actually took 430 years. So now, is Paul wrong? Is Moses wrong? Was Abraham wrong? Or was God wrong? Human reasoning would say, nah, somebody's, we've got a false prophet in here somewhere. Or God doesn't keep his word exactly like he said. And none of that's true. God always keeps his word exactly like he promised, but it might not come exactly like you expected or understand it to come. See? And so this is what's happening in Deuteronomy. I mean, Moses, his whole life is to lead the children of Israel to the promised land. And now he don't even get to go in. The whole premise, the whole foundation of coming out of Egypt was so he could take them into the promised land. But events happened that God knew about. It was all perfect. God already knew it wasn't going to be Moses. God already knew it was going to be Joshua. See? And so, you know, we thought a prophet would take us into the rapture. From this day, he didn't. But we found out that it was Joshua. But then we found out that contrary to kingdom builders who wanted to claim that moniker, it was never going to be another man. It was going to be the Holy Ghost. It It is preposterous. For any other man to rise up and say he has the Joshua commission when that's the very thing that came to William Branham. He said, open your Bible. And when he opened his Bible, it falls to Joshua 1. And he went for years because that commission was doubled down into that one ministry. Here you had Moses and Joshua. Just like you had John and you had Jesus. But, but we see that the end time under the prophecy of the Son of Man, and Brother Branham talks about this on tape, how that now it come down, it's not in two different people, it's in one body. Amen. It's in one messenger. Right. That because it's got to be reestablished because it was one messenger in the Alpha Church, right. the Apostle Paul. Amen. And everybody else had to acquiesce to Paul's teaching, even though it was strange and hard to be understood. Mm-hmm. See? His revelation was so great that it trumped the personal side-by-side experiences of the other apostles. It didn't matter that they hunted with him and fished with him and ate with him and slept alongside him. It didn't matter that they sat and heard him in person. Paul's revelation surpassed all of that. See? 
And, and so Paul's ministry became, we talk about that we have the, we're the final voice to the final age. There's a reason for that. That's not poetic license. That's not prophet just thinking something to say nice. That's a, that speaks of a reality of the restored word. We are the final voice to the final age because we have the final word to all the ages that Paul established and no other can be established and no other foundation could be laid. And, and even if even an angel would come and try to change it, or even if I would, nobody could, ca- could countermand Paul's words. See? And God certainly couldn't countermand them because he gave them. And God does not change his mind about his word ever. People imagine God is telling them and giving them permission to do this or do that. Oh, well, you know, I can do it because God let me. I'm a special person. I'm not denying you're a special person. I'm not denying God might love you. But he never makes an exception for anybody when it comes to his word. You have to keep it or you perish. I think that the one who created everything probably has that right. It was all created by him and for him. See, and so, you know, you, you had, you had them coming to where now Deuteronomy is a summation and it's a transition because now it's going to figure out everything that happened in Genesis and give explanation to it. It's going to go through Leviticus and they're, they're going to understand the similarities of the priesthood that Christ would be in because Moses and Jesus had such identical ministries. They were both intercessors. They were both prophets. They were both God to the people. Amen. They were both human men. See, one one was a regular man. One was a God man. You understand? And so so we find out then that, that the word of God would come into Moses and the Bible calls him God to the people. But as soon as he would give out his word, then he would go back to being Moses again. They'd have to veil his face when the word came in him. And as soon as he spoke it out of him, the, the word went out of him, then they could unveil his face. That's not a metaphor. That's real. That's history. See? And so, so we find that's why John is told in the water, you're going to see something unprecedented. Really? What is it? Something that's never happened. Okay, what am I looking for? You're going to see the Spirit of God descend upon a man. Lord, we, we've seen that for 4,000 years. Yeah, but in this case, it won't leave him. It'll come upon him and remain. Wow, that's new. Exactly. That's going to be the son of God. That's how you'll know. So John was going to see a sign. You know, the the world didn't receive Jesus because he was a sign they had never seen. And it took a prophet to say, I don't care what you think or what you saw or didn't see. I saw it. I saw the spirit of God descend and come upon him. And I'm declaring unto you, this is the lamb of God. You can believe it or perish. See? And so think about it today, friends. Think about when a prophet would stand before the denominational world who were filled with good people, who were the, 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 the generations, the, 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 the generations like the children and grandchildren and, and multiple generations of great movements that started down through the ages. Great movements by great men. But the problem was they, they had a stopping point. Now their stopping point was the limits of their revelation. So they don't go to hell for that. 
You understand, you can't disbelieve what you don't know. And since unbelief is the real sin anyway, you, you can't be accused of unbelief. You can't disbelieve what you don't know. So they reached a stopping point. That wasn't the problem. Because God had, all, had already promised, don't worry, I got several stars left in my hand and I'll hurl them down. I'll, get, I'll hurl them down in my time. Just carry on. Just be humble, Christian. Just be a believer. I got this. I got a plan for it. Just keep walking in the light as he is in the light. And the problem was a group rose up who said, no, we're going to put a period right here, which meant nothing more can come. And that was the problem. Then it became a man-made system that God never ordained. See? And so, so that's exactly where we are today. You had a prophet coming. And he was just like John in the order of John. He could say, he could say those denominational systems. He's not talking about the great people that were in them. He's not talking about the great people that started them. He's talking about the structure, that structure. Well, if you don't get out of it, just like Moses had to have a message come out of Egypt, this day prophet had to have a message come out of denominations. Why? Because that system will lead you to the mark of the beast. And so the message was, the midnight hour is here. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Come out of her, my people. See, that you be not a partaker of her sin. What was her sin? Unbelief in the, in the continuation of the revealed word. So that people who had entrenched themselves uh, in, in Luther's teaching could not accept the message of Wesley. And therefore, it's now sin. Because the word has come. And now there's no more excuse. Just like when the gospel came to the Jews. And Paul says, listen, there was a time when God winked at your ignorance. Why? Because you couldn't believe what you didn't know. He winked at your ignorance. But now... Now that Christ has come, now that the word's been fulfilled, and not only that, now the Holy Ghost has come. And now he, and, and, and he, there was a time when he winked at your ignorance, but now he requires all men to repent. See, and that's what's Peter's message. Because he what Peter wasn't on the day of Pentecost, as you've heard me teach before, Peter was not preaching. On the day of Pentecost, he was not out there preaching to hoodlums, drunkards, whoremongers. So when he says, well, he said, what must we do? He says, repent. He's not talking about get out of the bar rooms and quit committing adultery. These were devout Jews. See, but the problem, so, so it wasn't about our, our, our wins and losses column, how, how holy and righteous we are. It's that the word has come forward. And now if you want to follow, receive life, you're going to have to follow the light. And you're going to have to repent of your thinking that, that, that the law of Moses is all you needed. It's not. The, the, the law besides that, the law of Moses wasn't Sinai. That was what the people did. That was the choice they made. Brother Brandon said it was not God's doing that. They wanted a part in it. God gave them a law to prove to them they couldn't keep it. It ended up destroying them. But the law of Moses was the Lord your God shall raise up a prophet like me. And whoever won't hear him will will perish. 
And so now Paul is saying that law of Moses, you claim to follow Moses. He told you a prophet was coming. He's come. He died. He was buried. He rose. He ascended. He sent the spirit back in the church. And now you got to move on with the Holy Ghost. So you have Brother Branham coming. You have Moses coming. Who was the prophet who led the people out of denominationalism slash Egypt. And then you, you find that he's going to go off the scene and Joshua's going to lead him over. And there's got to be a commission. And so he says, the time Moses has come that you got to leave the scene. You're going to have to die. And God's going to end up burying him in a secret burial. He, no one's invited. And no one, no one knew, would know. The secret would be Moses was that important. He was so special. God would, it was just a personal funeral with God and Moses who took his body and buried it in a place. Wouldn't even allow angels or the devil or people or anybody to see where he buried him. And when we find Jesus on Mount Transfiguration, Brother Ram shows somewhere between his death in Deuteronomy and Mount Transfiguration, he got raised from the dead because, because the three disciples, Peter, James, and John, saw him alive on the Mount Transfiguration. See? And so, so, so we realize, and he, they didn't see an old man. No, 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 no. No, Brother Brandon makes that very clear. It's not an old man they saw. Oh, we saw pictures and carvings of Moses that we know that's him. But when they got into that anointing, Brother Branham said, their eyes were opened. Just like on the road to Emmaus, they didn't know who Jesus was until their eyes were opened. I'm here to tell you, you can't get, you don't get to blow a trumpet and pat yourself on the back because you see the word in this hour. Your eyes have been opened. We, you owe everything to the Lord. You owe everything to the Holy Ghost. Amen. The time that you must depart, call for Joshua. And notice the symbology. They, so now Moses and Joshua present themselves together in the tabernacle congregation before the people. And then guess who shows up? A pillar of fire. See? So now you've got two separate people and a pillar of fire. But now coming in the day that you and I live in, it's housed in one prophet. And you find that who shows up every service? A pillar of fire. Where did he show up? At the tabernacle of the congregation. Where? Above the door. Who was the door in the tabernacle? Christ. Hallelujah. So just like John could say, you might not see the pillar of fire, but I've seen it and I'm a vindicated prophet and I'm here to tell you this is the Christ. And a prophet in our day, who everybody didn't see the pillar of fire, but he would say, he's here. What are you declaring? Your denominations are a death trap. Well, where's, the, where's Christ? Right here. And that same prophet said, I see the pillar of fire to do what? To confirm the location of Christ in the word. So that now he can come inside of a bride. You with me? Okay, if I see you blinking, I'm going to know I'm going too fast. So I'm just trying to encapsulate everything and we're going to go just a little bit further. You still good? I want to get my foundation and my theme very much 
today. So we find then that, of course, it goes on. I mean, the pillar of fire showed up there in, in chapter 31 where, where we read. And uh, he comes down on into, into, into chapter 32. And, you know, verse 7, follow with me, Brother Mark, chapter 32 of Deuteronomy. Verse 7, remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided the nations uh, to the nations their inheritance when he separated the sons of Adam and set bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. So God's been working by election. That's not a new concept. Goes on down. Verse 11. Now catch it. Look at verse, look at verse 11. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord did lead them, and, and there was no strange God with him. Now this is the very, one of the very first, and one of the, I know it was very early in Brother Bram's ministry, but one of the most poignant sermons he would ever preach, as the eagle stirreth her nest. This is the very sermon that has caused so many of God's eagles to realize I'm confined in a barnyard. And, and I, there's something in my nature that says this man-made system ain't, ain't for me. You couldn't do that to yourself. God doesn't that. And you heard an eagle scream as the eagle stirred her net, fluttered over her young. And you heard a scream. And what, what was your immediate desire to fly higher, to soar into the heavenlies? Oh, don't let the world take you away. You, you young people, don't let the world entice you away because that's all nothing but destruction. You're, you're walking around in bondage. Say, oh, I want to be free. That's not freedom. That's death. The only freedom is in the heavenlies. So you commit your lives to him now while you're young and you'll soar into the heavenlies. Verse 15, but Jeshurun waxed fat. It's another word for Jerusalem. Kick, thou art waxen fat, thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Now, I, I want to connect the dot, just one, that I'm not going to get to today, but I want to put it in your mind. Because when Brother Branham is telling about the squirrels, now, this is unique. Because this is, this is not just saying, I saw an animal that I shot at a distance with one bullet and this is what happened and there's a checkered shirt on a young guy. See, that's just seeing the future. But now this is creating the future. Where he says, because Brother Branham has it on his mind, if you say to this mountain, you understand now where the word is trying to take us to. See? It's trying to bring a union. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a statement. If I if I if I don't run out of time, I may I may not. We'll see. But but we find that that when he comes to the end of this, wow, is it ever a convoluted story? I mean, Brother Branham is just he. It's if you go to the tape and hear it as I was with Moses, and he's telling this story, you're you're just gonna almost have a. You're talking about anxiety. I'm listening to it, and I've got anxiety, and I already know the outcome. 
And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then he starts again with something else. And then it must be this. And no, it's not. But maybe it's this. No, it's not that either. Well, what is it? Then it's over here. Oh, I didn't see it. Well, that's because this had to go with this to go with that. Oh, now I get it. No, you don't. Because there's still another part. You still don't get it all. And a prophet literally had to go and go and go and go. And it, it begun to, listen, friends, you know, we, we talk about a third pole. We talk about Hattie Wright. And there he was, said, ask anything. You know, when I read the story that he tells leading up to that, and he ties it back to Genesis where Abraham needed a ram. Needed a sacrifice. I said, that's the only place I can think to tie it to is where Abraham needed something he couldn't produce himself. But God, by his spoken word, all, but what was Abraham? What was Abraham's duty? Obey. Obey. And that's why when Brother Benham comes to the very end of this amazing story, and he, he, he said, now the, you can tell the audience that he's preaching to. My, they're, they're ready to just go empty the hospitals and the graveyards. And they're ready to just run out the door and start speaking the word. And, and, and it sounds almost like a prophet is saying that. Hey, we've reached a time now. We're just going to go out here and decide and we're just going to speak. I'm glad God didn't give me or you that. Oh, you'd kill every, every enemy you have. You'd wreck their lives. You'd set your own self up for good and it would end up being your bad. You'd get slapped down by God every time you tried to say in the name of Jesus to keep you from saying it. Listen, friends, there's no virtue in you and me. And that's why Brother Branham tied it back. And he actually calmed them down by tying it back. He said, what we need. Tell us quickly. Oh, this, this word is ready. Tell us what we need. We need consecration. Huh? Yeah, we need dedication. No, no, no. We're ready to go to the graveyard. Not yet. You're not ready to go to the graveyard. This is only going to be like Abraham. You've got to have dedication. You've got to have consecration. That's why it worked for Hattie Wright. This is exactly why he says, just sure and waxed fat. And he forsook God which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. This isn't about God putting power in immature people who don't have a, enough of the Spirit of God to dedicate their lives and their hearts and dedicate their minds and be consecrated to God. Right. Those are the people who will do great exploits at the last day. The people who know their God. Amen. Not know about Him. Right. you got a church full of people who know about Him. Paul never said to Timothy, go preach about Christ. He said, preach Christ. And so you, you find it, oh, that verse 29, Brother Mark, uh, chapter 32, verse 29. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. Here was, here was what was possible. How should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight, except the rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? Oh, listen, friends, you understand that this, isn't, this is never going to be about the bride running around, and we've, we've had far too much of that, of people trying to run out and build some kingdom based on some teaching or some doctrine, and all it done was blow families apart and blow lives apart and blow young people apart before they could even get out of the gate. It was never supposed to be like that. That's not how it was supposed to come. This bride had a messenger, and she's got a five-fold ministry to teach her the sense of it. 
In other words, how to apply it. You see that in, Gen in, uh, in Nehemiah 8. Uh, go there, Mark. Go to Nehemiah 8. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I better qualify what I just said. So when you go to Nehemiah 8 and 7 and 8. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 7 and 8. I'll wait for it to come up. And, and Jeshua and Bonnie and Sherbiah, Jaman, Akab, Shabbatai, Hadadjai, whatever that word is, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one, 13 of them. Plus all the, all the priests go on to under, what, what did they do? They, and, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. Now, before we go to verse 8, the history here, this is in Nehemiah, just, uh, uh, Zerubbabel's already been there, the Ezra's already been there, the, the foundation of the tabernacle has been relayed. The walls have been, have been laid. The walls have been built. And we find that, that now Ezra stands up to read the restored word. Because it had been lost. Oh, my. You understand why we needed that at the end time? A word that had been lost? And there had to be one stand-up qualified who had been called of God at the time of restoration. <clears throat> and he had to read the word of God. But then the problem was that down through the ages of their captivity, the original language of the word had been lost. And even their children didn't even understand Hebrew anymore. And even the, and, and all, and even the adults, it's been 70 years. Most of them have forgotten their Hebrew. It's kind of just sketchy. Uh, Ezra remembered it because he's a scribe. And that was his job to remember it. And so, but we find out that, that now most of them speak Aramaic. And so now you had this great man of God taking the revealed word and bringing it out. But the people now need a five-fold Levite ministry to explain the sense of it. In other words, how to apply it in our lives. Look at verse 8. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. See, so God never ordained for another man to rise up and take some new doctrine. And now he's got a new camp and all he is is a kingdom builder. And building this kingdom or what we call camp or this camp or this kingdom or this kingdom or this kingdom or this camp. And it's all just kingdoms to himself. Drawing all the people to himself, something William Bradham never did. See, but it, but it was never given to the fivefold ministry to reinterpret the message. We, we did the, the bride didn't need the fivefold ministry to do that. It came to us in the simplest form it could, a Kentucky hillbilly. Anybody can get it. You don't even have to be a scholar. The mind of God knew that he would, he would pull out all the stops and make no limitations that even the common man like Jesus could understand it plainly. See, but you can't just push play no more than Ezra could just read. There still had to be Levites to explain the sense of it. In other words, to show people how to apply it in their lives, in their homes, in their jobs, in their families, in their children. It's not to them to reinterpret it or create something new and build a kingdom. It was never about that. Oh, my. We find that was never going to be about that. 
when you, when you think about the, the, the unsealing today that we have of the word of God that came to us in the opening of the seven seals. And, you know, uh, as I said, we never needed, you know, another man other than Brother Branham to make clear the word clear at the end time. So the fivefold ministry that followed was not to establish or add to the restored gospel, not to reinterpret the teaching of the already restored gospel, Amen. that God established them to help the people know how to apply it. Amen. We were just the other day right here on the picnic table, some minister, part of the team and I, and we were just talking about the various offices, apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists going on down. And, and I was just showing them, you know, uh, you know, in military order, how that you, you, in, in every military, you've got an officer corps and then you've got, you've got the main army. And, and, and this is why so much discouragement has been in the main army over the years, because the officer corps seem to can't get along jealous over each other. Oh my goodness. I am so, we are so blessed here. I can tell you, we meet and we talk about these things often. And God has given us such a team of men who have one heart and one mind. And they desire to see this, this church rise in the, in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. They desire to see power going forth. We desire to see all, everything that Calvary purchased. Amen. I want to see it moving here. But we were never, it's not, it's all about helping the people to apply it in their lives. So the, so the ministry of Ephesians 4 in every age and in this last age particularly was not given to add to Elijah's teachings. Uh, build a camp or a kingdom to themselves instead to help apply it. So, 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 th and, and if there was ever, if I would say it like this, if there was ever an age at the very time when they're trying to cut that part off and just push play at the worst possible moment, yeah, amen. Amen. At, at the time when the world, when God's family needs a fivefold ministry to have the sense of it and to apply it because every day it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And I understand uh, how I had to apply it in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s and the teens. But today, let me tell you something, friends, from the time of the fifth trumpet, when a fallen star, a fallen angel was fell from heaven and had a key to the bottomless pit and, un and opened that bottomless pit, as Brother Branham said uh, in paraphrase, the lid is torn from hell and demon powers are now streaming in the earth. This is no time to to set down a fivefold ministry. This is a time when we have to rededicate ourselves to rehumble ourselves in the presence of Almighty God. Oh my. See, I mean, if it could be done without the work of God ordained, Holy Ghost filled fivefold ministry, then God would never have established it through Paul and confirmed it through Brother Branham all through his ministry and hundreds of quotes. See, so Paul made it clear, and Brother Branham taught that they were, what, what are they for? They're for the perfecting of the saints. And, and that, that's a, that culminates into something. That's a spiritual growth. It culminates in a spiritual growth, as the Bible says, into him in all things. Amen. Which is the head, even Christ. I'm getting sidetracked. I don't really want to do that. So, so, so whenever, whenever we use descriptive terms that, that sometimes, you know, such as a further understanding or a further work of the Holy Spirit. You know, we're, we're, it's only in the sense of the bride 
becoming a further manifestation. It doesn't need an, another messenger. It doesn't need an eighth messenger or an eighth doctrine or an eighth age. It's not about that. that we do go further. But that's only by what we already have is already finished. In that days of the voice of the seventh angel, the mystery is finished. But now a bride has to become the word. She's got to move on where that alpha church backslid and failed to achieve a body change. It was all in the design and plan of God. The seed had to go into the ground. I get that. We're not arguing against it. I'm just simply trying to say to you today, this is the hour that a bride, never before has it happened, that a bride all around the world is coming into the manifestation of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is where we find ourselves. This is where we find, and I, I, I love this statement a friend of mine made. The seventh seal breaking the silence, revealing the mysteries which begin the process of winding up of all end time events. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to stop. But I want to leave you with that. You have come to the hour. When the seals have been broken and the mystery of the mighty God has been made known. But now comes that, that part. It not just now comes, it's been happening. And God is, remember that's why Brother Branham said it all happens, you know, in a cluster. It's all simultaneously. It's all working. The trumpets and the seals and the vials and the woes. And they're all interchanged and it's all happening in history. And, and this is why we, we say to you, friends, that the rapture's coming in your lifetime because there's no other ages and there's no other message and there's no other star in his right hand. They've all been deployed. Yeah. We're all, the Jews are in their homeland. The political maneuvering that's going on, the trumpets have all, the, the, the seventh plague, the seventh vial has already been released into the air. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Only he, Christ, who now letteth in the bride... Holding back the Antichrist spirit, only he will hold him back until he, Christ in the bride, be taken home. And then the whole thing becomes a, it becomes a tsunami, it becomes a deluge, it becomes global. And it happens quickly. Behold, the third woe cometh quickly, the Bible says. Oh, friends, I hope you're catching it that you have reached an hour and you have reached a time and God has not left us unprepared. He's not left us without the weapons of warfare that we need. But what we need is more of him. We need more, more dedication. We need more consecration. This is the hour for the bride to shine. It's never been needed. There's never been a greater need to push play than now. There's never been a greater need for the fivefold ministry to help the people learn how to, to take the sense of it and, 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 and apply it into our lives. There's never been a greater need for that than now. You, your home, your family, your children, you've never needed the house of God more than now. You've never needed listening to a tape more than now. You've never needed reading your Bible and praying more than now. You've never needed fellowship more than now. You've never needed the Lord's table more than now. You've never needed the power of God more than now. We have arrived. We're in the now. You are the now. Hallelujah, friends. Do you believe that today? The, the 
marriage of the Lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. I dare not go any further. We'll be here all day. My, as Brother Gerald Hughes says, till the, till the cows come home and the calves cry for buttermilk. Brother Lee, none of us know what that means, but we say it. <laughs> Amen. Maybe a dairy farmer could tell me. Praise the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Do you love him with all your heart? Amen. Oh, my, can we sing that song? Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be your name, your name. friends as they just play something whatever you choose brother Brad just play softly father how we love you today Lord how we thank you for your word that's come to us today and I, I, I feel satisfied in my heart Lord that we were able to establish a direction and give the people enough to where they could catch a vision and catch an understanding 
Lord, there's great things ahead. And we're, we're not just looking somewhere over a rainbow. We're looking right now. We have arrived. We are the, the last generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. We thank you for that, Master. And I ask now today that all those, Lord, who are under the sound of my voice in this audience or across the airwaves, Lord, if there's anyone today in their heart and they heard the word strike them in such a way today that they know they're not quite where they need to be, I pray for them right now. If that's you, friends, with all heads bowed, if that's you, you want to raise up a hand to the Lord right now and just say, Father, I got areas in my life I need to tighten up on. My, I'll raise up both mine on that. Lord, there's so many places where I could be more, Lord, that, that would enable you to do and accomplish more if I could just be more. Help us today, Lord God, this audience, Lord, the home folk here, and many and some away out of town ministering, but wherever they are, and all of our visitors in our camp and all those streaming, Lord, across the airwaves. Right now, we offer this prayer, and we ask you to do that, Lord, in us, which we so seem to not be able to do within ourselves. Grant it to us, Lord. Keep your word. Keep your promise, Lord. We humble ourselves today. We repent, Father, of all of our sins and transgressions. We are sorry, Lord, that so oftentimes we find ourselves short of the mark, oh God. Help us now today, I pray. Lord, it was so astonishing to me to hear a prophet even praying along that same line. Lord, just saying, Father, I just fail you so often. I pray you help me with all my failures and weaknesses and shortcomings. Lord, what an honest, humble man. I, I believe, Lord, that all your men of God are that way down through the ages. We thank you today for this audience. We thank you today for this special occasion that we're turning to now, Lord, in your word, the promise in your word. For all those who would follow your word, you would fill them with your life. And from that hour, Lord, they would begin to be a brand new creation in Christ Jesus, knowing you in a way they had never known you before. Those devout Jews, they knew you. They knew about you. They had worshipped you. They were very devout. They lived strict holiness lives, Lord, according to the law of Moses. But yet they had to repent and they had to come further. They had to move higher. They had to go deeper in Christ. I pray, Lord, that you'll grant that to us all today as we look to you now in Jesus Christ's name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow, he moved you guys quick, didn't he? Praise the Lord. How, how close are we, brother? Praise the Lord. We're ready. Amen. God bless you. I think, um, are y'all seated? Y'all can be seated. Yeah, I think you can be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're going to help me, Brother Jack. Praise God. Brother Lee, it's a wonderful honor, brother. No, he's getting something. He's good. <laughs> brother Jack, you've got to be real careful here. If you fall, I don't know if I catch you or not. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Lee, what an honor. Come on down in here, my brother. Amen. Let's see. Oh, they got your bathtub warm. You're going to be good, my brother. Yeah, come right on. Come right on. Come right on. There you go.
Oh, these deacons have took care of you, man. Praise the Lord. Now, you just stand right there for a minute. Let me just talk to you. We spoke back there in the back office, Brother Lee. Brother Lee Frazier. And, you know, you had a background of family and a church. But the Lord sent one of his children and crossed your paths. And it was amazing because y'all both talked about how that, Brother Jack, you'd been around him for a long time and you never said a word. You never felt the unction. See, that's a lesson, y'all. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And Brother Jack, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, never said a word. Just You know what he did? He lived a word. He lived a word and caught the attention of this man so that when he did utter human words, something struck in the heart here. And this brother saw it in the Scripture. And now today, why is he here? Because he wants to obey all the words of God. Because he's realizing that there's more to be had. Oh, could we give him some testimonies of that today? There's more. Hallelujah, friends. Oh, I just say today, if you feel trapped in some man-made system, oh, there's heavenly heavens for you to soar in. Young people, there's a Holy Spirit. There's a Holy Ghost for you to soar in the realities of the living God. Brother Lee, you've read the scripture in Acts chapter 2. See, and they had to repent and then they had to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we look in the Bible, everyone that was ever baptized was baptized in the name of the Lord. Every last one of them. There was no one baptized in those titles, according to Matthew 28, 19, because Peter knew that the, na- that the titles were only titles to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. See? And so that, that is the beauty of the Word of God. See, now that, 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 that great eternal spirit could tabernacle himself into a man, and then that man could send his life back inside of you. Now, this might be strong, but that makes you, when you receive the Holy Ghost, that makes you part of God's eternal Godhead. See? And you take his name. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It doesn't matter. Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic, Presbyterian, UPC, doesn't matter. Those names, that's not how men are saved. They're saved by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where salvation comes. Whatsoever you do in word or deed from this day, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Lord, talking to the brother in the back room, I can see his wonderful spirit. Now I pray, Lord, it's up to you. I believe that you've brought him here for such a time as this. I believe, Lord, that you're ready to now give him a higher walk and a deeper a deeper experience, Lord, in that realm, Lord, where a gene of God is perhaps laying. Oh, Lamb of God, let it be so. Father, reveal everything to him that you have for him, and may he receive everything that you have for him. We commit it to you now. He's here to obey you in your word. And he said this is day one where he's going to begin to obey you more and more every day. We commit him into your hands now in Jesus Christ's name. Brother Lee, sit down on that ledge there. And all we're going to do, brother, sit down. There you go. Brother Jack, according to the word, uh, Brother Jack's going to help me now. We're going to take you straight on and bring you straight up. You understand? Straight down, straight up. And you, you can put your hand over your nose if you want to. You'll be back up and out of it. Thanks be to God, the Holy Ghost moves quick. Amen. So we don't need to leave you in the grave. Amen. Jesus already spent almost three days there. You don't have to do that. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
Brother Lee Frazier, according to the scripture, according to God's promise that if you'd come and be baptized in his name, that the Holy Ghost, then you become entitled to it. My brother, we baptize you today. Help me put him down, Brother Zach, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all the way. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stand up and rejoice, my brother. Hallelujah. Lord, let your spirit fill him every fiber of him, oh God. From this hour, Lord, open his mind, open his understanding of the word. We commit it to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Go rejoicing, my brother. Go in the love of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Go right there. The brother's waiting for you with a towel. Amen. Give the Lord another hand this morning, this afternoon. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to see that? My, isn't it wonderful to know that you're working in the exact order that the early church worked in? You know, uh, you can read it right in the history books, right in the encyclopedias. I mean, it's as plain as anything. They even have a, they even have a, an actual rendering that's almost 2,000 years old in the early church where they baptized a man and they baptized him just like I just did in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They, they talked to him a little bit. Amen. The deacon talked to him. Believe and he called his name. Yes, sir, I believe. Believest thou on Christ? Yes, I believe. Oh, my. And put him right down underwater in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. We got, in the future, we might need this pool again pretty soon. I got one young man who's already been baptized, been serving the Lord in a freshness and wants to be re-baptized. So maybe we'll get to that uh, in weeks to come. Amen. Anybody that wants to be baptized or re-baptized, I'm here to tell you something, friends. We're close to home. We're close to home. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand back to our feet. What's going to sing, buddy? Blessed Lord, in the way thou hast gone, oh, yes. leading straight to the land above, giving cheer everywhere to the sad and alone. Fill my way with
song and a smile. Oh, fill my way, way every day with love. Soon this race will be over and I'll travel no more. But abide in my home above. Let me sing, blessed King, all the way to the shore. Fill my In the 